The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. So as I just outlined before the break, the uh, the Premier's um, address to the province outlined uh, a couple of different scenarios when it comes to COVID-19 in the, in the province. The probable scenario, the elevated scenario. Uh, it was, as I mentioned, a stark address, but it answered some of the questions that many of you have been asking. With a look at it a little bit more closely, we're joined by political science professor at Mount Royal University, Lori Williams. Lori, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jalen. It's great to be with you. All right. First off, your overall take on what you heard last night from the Premier. Well, I mean, there were some pretty jarring figures provided both with respect to what we might be looking at uh, with respect to the number of cases and and the number of deaths in the province, but also very jarring numbers with respect to what might happen economically. Um, The unemployment rate, both because of earlier things said in the day, and uh, that possibility of a a $20 billion deficit, um, pretty, pretty sobering. Do you um, think that this was an important moment for the Premier last night, that speech to the province? Well, it was. Obviously, they thought it was important rather than doing the regular update earlier in the day with Dina Hinshaw, Dr. Dina Hinshaw in presence. They they thought it should be the Premier that delivered the address because he wanted to talk about that connection between the virus and the economy. One of the messages I think that could have been a bit more clearly laid out is that that you know as things start to look better and people might be tempted to to be a bit freer with respect to physical distancing staying at home and so forth that um successful treatment of the virus and and getting through this more quickly will have economic impacts as well and that was sort of in the in the background of what he was talking about but that part i think could have been um highlighted a bit more directly and i think frankly a lot of albertans wanted a better sense of what the government was going to do rather than saying because he talked about the 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 health crisis and Mm -hmm. what they were doing to alleviate that when he spoke about the economic problems that we're facing there wasn't as much information in terms of how we planned to deal with that the only things we heard about were these talks that are going on with the united states and possibly mexico with respect to uh, trying to shore up the price of oil um, by collaborating or working together with one another and the idea that there was going to be infrastructure spending so i think a little bit more information on what that uh, spending would be how they, he would invest not just in oil and gas, but also how he would address uh, or invest in, in economic diversification. Given the fact that some tech companies were coming out in the previous days talking about the need for investment in those areas or they would leave, uh, I would have thought that might be part of his message uh, as well. But our focus for, to now, for, for today is, is on the health crisis. And, and so that message, cert- messaging certainly can come in the days to come. Lori, a really fine line, though, with trying to balance, of course, this health crisis with the economic crisis. And and the Premier said last night, it can't be one or the other. And I think that was an important message, because I think there are some people out there who have said, let's just shut her down for two weeks and then let's get back at her or let's just move through this and we'll figure it out as we go. And I think Premier was quite strong in his comments uh, with that, that that it couldn't happen that way. Right. So he's, he's talking about the different scenarios, and, and he did make the point that it's important that the um, physical dip- distancing, the contact tracing that's being done better in Alberta than other places, and he did sort of mention that in passing, but I think that's one of the great strengths, is that Alberta is being recognized as being a leader in this country on contact tracing. Because the trick or the key to getting past this is effectively not just dealing with the, the uh, current spread, 
but preventing a resurgence in the fall uh, by mm-hmm. being very clear in terms of being able to test. And he's ta- he talked about increased testing, but both testing and contact tracing to prevent spread again in the fall should it uh, have a resurgence. Um, and so that was important. Look, this the, the key to actually getting through this quicker is being very, very vigilant about following the guidelines now, rigorously following, he said, the guidelines now. And that message was loud and clear. Again, the connection between that and the economic um, recovery, I think, is something that we could have heard a bit more about, but that was part of his Mm -hmm. message as well. He wanted to put them together because they go together. This uh, relaunch plan, and you've touched on a couple of these things about uh, more testing, stricter border rules, kind of taking a shot. Uh, we're not kind of, but taking a shot at the federal government mm-hmm. uh, at that point, um, enforcing quarantine orders. And I thought this was interesting, and I'd like to find out more about this. Um, he talked about including smartphone apps when right. appropriate. Right. And I think people are like, what, what the, what's that all about? I think it's meant to be part of the contact tracing. Now, we know in places like Singapore, for example, and if anybody's been following the contrast, if you've seen some of the videos of the way people are moving around in Singapore right now, no masks, no uh, physical distancing. The reason is that they're testing in high numbers and they're doing excellent contract, contact tracing. So um, contact tracing is, again, part of what we're doing here. and. Um, if you followed along what they're doing, what they've got a bunch of people that are really good at tracking people's movements so they can figure out where they've been and who they might have exposed. And that involves doing things like following people's credit cards, where they, where they were, finding out where they were and when by using their credit card statements to do that. Now, my assumption is that they have the permission of the people that they're doing the tracing with. And if they had the permission of people either to voluntarily download the app so they can keep better track of where they've been uh, in case they turn out to be to test positive and they need to track where they've been, or that the government would get their permission to do that in their behalf, or this contact tracing unit or, or uh, project would be, would be involved in, in tracking that as well. If we're talking about government tracking and surveilling Albertans or Canadians, uh, that's not going to fly. That's certainly going to run into charter charter challenges. Um, but long before we get to that point, I think just public attention by the media, um, by just folks out in, in the public generally saying, hey, uh, we're not on board with this. We don't think it's okay for you to, to follow us around without our permission. Um, I think there'll be fairly big questions being raised about this, and appropriately big questions being raised about this, and I think that the government will have to provide clarification in terms of what they mean, because you're not the first person I've heard ask about it. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if it comes up in the briefing this afternoon uh, as well. Um, just before I let you go, you know, we've been touching a little bit on the economy, and and, and Premier had said that uh, looked like the deficit uh, could triple from seven billion to almost twenty billion. He uh, said we'll be facing a great fiscal reckoning. Uh, talked about a huge new investment in job creating infrastructure projects, um, and I know you don't have a, a, a crystal ball, Lori, but what does what does the year ahead, when it comes to the economy in this province, look like for the Jason Kenney government? Well, it's not going to be good. And I think part of what he was doing last night was trying to manage expectations to say, look, it's going to be difficult. And going into the next election, we're going to be we're going to be in, in poorer economic shape than than any prediction up until this point indicated. 
that said, I think there's going to be quite a bit of investment coming from the federal government. We've seen that already. And it's interesting. I don't know if you've seen this recent uh, polling that's been done, but it turns out that support for all of these... Um, you know, Calgary, or, uh, Alberta having its own police force, its own tax system, its own pension fund, um, mm-hmm. all of that sort of stuff. Support for that's turning out to be uh, in in the range of about a third of Albertans. Um, so the Fair Deal panel looked like it wasn't a representative sample or anything even close to that. But I think also people are recognizing that the interdependence of Canadians upon one another, other provinces and the federal government, that's that's being seen quite clearly. And, and I also think that the federal government recognizes that the oil industry is definitely being hit perhaps harder than any other industry because of the double whammy of COVID, the COVID recession, as they're calling it, and the, um, and, and the uh, collapse of oil prices. And so the, the federal government has an opportunity with the uh, Alberta government to invest in this economy and not just to restore energy prices in the energy industry but looking at particularly environmental investment technological investment diversification that can actually build uh, a more balanced economy so we're not as vulnerable to this kind of of, uh, oil price shock in the future laurie we'll have to leave it here this afternoon i want to thank you for joining me so much it's been my pleasure thank you jaylen